for the first time since the very first series of the season, your Philadelphia Phillies have swept a team in a three-game series as the Phillies coming off just an atrocious showing in that series against the Brewers after winning game one, just getting boat raced the next three. The Phillies come back and handle handle the Colorado Rockies in Philadelphia. Close games all around, but the Phillies prevail in all of them. We'll dive into it. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, May the 20th, and as I said, we're coming off a terrific weekend of Phillies baseball, especially considering, as I just mentioned, the where we were at after that final three games of the Brewers series, the first game of the series potentially the best game of the season for this Phillies team. They fought back from it, multiple deficits. They played, you know, together. It was, it was a, a great game all around. And then they just don't show up for the next three, ultimately 11-3 to three blowout in the final game of the series. And, and we were feeling a little down coming into this Rocky series. I said on Friday I needed them to take two or three. I had to have them take two or three. I didn't even think that a sweep could come my way, and thank goodness it did. The Phillies back on a roll at 26 and 19 on the season in first place by two and a half games up over the Atlanta Braves, who lost yesterday. The Mets get swept by the Marlins this weekend. The Marlins of all teams. The horrendous Marlins. We'll take a look at the standings a little bit later, but again, uh, it was a good weekend to be a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Let's start it out on Friday, a 5-4 to victory again. I think Maybe um, my favorite thing about this weekend sweep was obviously coming off that Brewers series and the three straight somewhat no-show performances that this Phillies team won three straight close games, and they battled back in all of them, uh, you know, except uh, game two, essentially a 2-1 game um, where they don't have to battle back and ultimately get tied in that one. But um, still, uh, you know, multiple times through multiple games having to battle back and fight their way to a victory. Certainly the case on Friday night, a 5-4 victory. The Rockies go out in front 2-0, and... Uh, they go out 2 nothing, uh, scoring a run in the second and a run in the third. And here's the thing. Through those first two and a half innings, it really felt like the same team that had dropped three straight to the Brewers. Defensive mistakes. It looked like a lack of focus. And then all of a sudden, they got it going. And Andrew McCutcheon gets a lot of credit for it, as does Cole Irvin. McCutcheon ties it up with a two-run bomb in the bottom of the third inning, 2-2 the Phillies would never trail again. That homer uh, preceded by just an outstanding at-bat from Cole Irvin. Fouls off pitches, works his way to a walk. Ultimately proved to be a huge walk as McCutcheon would go hit the two-run bomb right after McCutcheon, who had spoken up prior to the game, talking about that this team needed to be better, needed to play better, and he put his money where his mouth is. He was the first player on the field for warm-ups that day, worked his butt off, and uh, certainly... Rewarded the team with that big home run. Scores two runs on the day, a couple of RBIs on that homer as well. And uh, and again, Cole Irvin can't tell you enough about what, how great an at-bat it was. Really just a, you know, you don't see pitchers have those kinds of at-bats and, and they don't seem to matter that often. And that was certainly one of them. Irvin goes six innings, allows four runs. Only three of them earned, though, as we mentioned, the bad defense early on. Two strikeouts, one walk. So the strikeout number's down, but uh, wins the game, 2-0. and and, and look, it wasn't nearly as dominant a showing as against the Royals. But what Irvin did and what was impressive about the outing and what I like about Cole Irvin is that he really knows how to pitch. 
and thus he knows how, he knows how to pitch himself out of bad situations. He doesn't get in his head. He doesn't seem to you know it get uh, let it snowball on him. He always knows how to kind of work his way back in and make the right pitches to the right people and smart pitches to the right people. And, and that's what we saw. And it allowed him to end up going six innings. He only throws eighty four pitches in the six innings and ultimately allows him to hang in the game long enough for the team to get a win. And it really was a nice outing for him. He certainly earned himself more rope in this rotation. Again, he's not dominant. He's not someone when you watch him, it it feels like um, he's got complete mastery of, of the other team. But he's a smart pitcher. He only gives up five hits, one walk, not a ton of base runners. Um, was just able to kind of make get outs when he needed them. And I was I was impressed. I've been impressed so far with Irvin. I, I did not expect much in either start. And uh, he's, he's done a nice job. Phillies take the lead in the fourth. Cesar Hernandez, an RBI double. My man rakes. He has just been raking all weekend, all uh, for like the last month or so. Cesar has been raking. An RBI double breaks the tie in the fifth. Bryce Harper gets on the board with a two-run double. It would be... A nice weekend for Bryce Harper. We'll get to that coming up as he had an even better day coming up. But Harper, uh, a double uh, to deep right center, a nice hit. Scores Segura McCutcheon, puts the Phillies up 5-2. to two. Gets a little scary in the sixes. The Rockies hit a two-run home run to make it 5-4, to four, an Ian Desmond home run. But then something happened. The Phillies bullpen came in and shut it down. Jose Alvarez continues to get outs, continues to pitch well, pitches a clean inning, Pat Nishik a clean inning, then Hector Neris shut down closer, Hector Neris only takes him seven pitches to mow through the ninth. Phillies win it, lose five to four. Again, it was a, a gutsy effort. It was a, a game where after the disappointment of those last three games of the Brewers series and the first two innings of that for, uh, Friday night game against the Rockies, you're not feeling great. And this team turned it around, and it would spur them through the weekend. And it was awesome to see. It made you feel so much better about the team after the disappointment against the Brewers. They come back out on Saturday, and oh, what a day it was. They only win 2-1, to one, but there were so many positives to take from it, including the very first thing we see in the bottom of the first inning, steps to the plate, one Mr. Bryce Harper. And I don't know if the ball's landed yet. Bryce Harper hits a 466-foot home run. It went over the batter's eye in center field. Bryce Harper hit a ball into Ashburn Alley. It was one of the most monstrous home runs we have ever seen in Philadelphia. It was the longest ever tracked by StatCast since they started tracking in 2015. The longest ever tracked in Citizens Bank Park. Just a moonshot. And folks, I think Harper might be back. Harper with the double on Friday, the homer on Saturday, and I think there might be another homer coming tomorrow uh, on Sunday, which ultimately was yesterday for us. We'll get to that. But Harper, big home run. They, they hold the lead for a while as Aaron Nola. Ladies and gentlemen, well, let's take a moment and very happily welcome Aaron Nola back. As Aaron Nola was back, it was far and away the best version of Aaron Nola we've seen this season. He goes six innings, 12 strikeouts, a career high for Nola. Yes, you heard that right, 12 strikeouts for Nola. His curve was curving. It was a absolute wipeout pitch on Saturday, dominant and Granted, the weather was nice. Maybe the whole he pitches better in hot weather over cold weather thing could be true. Potentially a truism. 
regardless, Nola, somehow Aaron Nola with the season that he's had is now 4-0 on the season. I, I don't know how it happened, but Aaron Nola 4-0 as he gave up a run in the sixth, uh, in the seventh. Uh, the Phillies go up 2-0 in the third. Uh, Nola gives up one run in the seventh as uh, uh, got into a little bit of trouble, couldn't get out in the seventh, but then Adam Morgan comes in, gets a big out. Sir Anthony gets a couple big outs, and then... Oh, who else? Hector Neris comes in for two shutdown innings. Hector Neris, folks, has been just outstanding. Uh, the best pitcher in this bullpen, along with Adam Morgan. He has a ERA of 186 on the season. His seventh save gets two over the weekend. Just a really, he's been awesome. Uh, there's nothing bad you can say about Neris, and he seems, at least so far this season, it seems to have solve the issue he's had in the headspace in the ninth inning the not really seeming to have the head for it but so far this year he's done a great 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 job with that harper of course the home run a big story as well it goes two for three on saturday and that leads us in to sunday as the phillies with their first chance to sweep a series in a while again they had not swept a three-game series since the very first series of the season against the Atlanta Braves and at times it didn't look like it was going to happen they got up early or excuse me they go down early because Charlie Blackman homers on the very first at bat of the game but then Andrew McCutcheon a big weekend for McCutcheon as he had a RBI single scoring two in the second Bryce Harper would knock in a run on a ground out as well make it 3-1 but then in the fourth and fifth, the Rockies battle back. Uh, Ryan McMahon hits his first of two homers in the fourth. Then Trevor Story hits a homer in the fifth to make it four to three. Then McMahon again in the sixth inning, five to three Rockies. But oh no no, this Phillies team was not to be outdone in the bottom of the sixth. Andrew Knapp works walk, and then J.T. Romuto pinch hitting comes in, and it's a two-run. Home run, a 412-foot bomb, scoring him a nap. It's 5-5, and only three batters later, Mr. Bryce Harper would stride to the plate with Gene Segura on base, and Bryce would do it again. Another homer to center field into the bullpen. They said it was 404. It had to be at least 430. Another monster shot from Harper would ultimately be the decisive winning blow as the bullpen does a nice job of holding on. Pat Neshek ultimately earns the save. Edgar Garcia, his first win as a major leaguer. Adam Morgan pitches a clean inning. Juan Nicasio, a little scary in there, but able to get through an inning as well. Got a big out. Um, to, uh, had to face Ian Desmond, which I, I hadn't remembered. I was listening to Scott and Larry at the time. They reminded me that, and I'm sure people who uh, were watching baseball back when it happened remember is Juan Nicasio when he was on the Rockies got hit by a line drive in the head. It was a really gruesome, scary injury. One, uh, he needed pins in his neck. His vertebrae were broken. It was a real scary injury. And uh, I didn't realize it was Ian Desmond, who was the Nationals batter at the time, who had gone up against him and had to face Ian Desmond yesterday in the game, ultimately gets him out. But can you imagine what that must be like? I can't even imagine getting hit with a comebacker in the head to the point where I have to you will be carted off the mound and have surgery for vertebra and all this type of stuff. And then I can't even imagine the idea of going back on a mound and pitching again. I'm, I'm so in awe of the ability to do that. But then to think about actually facing the guy who did it to you again, um, it must be surreal. It must be terrifying. And uh, shouts to Nicasio for not only getting through it, but ultimately uh, coming out on the better end of it as uh, really a nice win. It was a really nice win for this Phillies team. It was a win they needed. Uh, and nice to see them sweep a series. Again, it's been uh, 
It's been a while. When you go back to the first game of the first series of the season, uh, you know, the last time you see a, a sweep, I mean, that is a, that is not something you see very often. It takes this long for this team to get back into it. But ultimately, they do. And ultimately, a nice win yesterday. That win yesterday, 7-5, especially, I talked a lot about it heading into the weekend, the importance of this Rocky series for multiple reasons. One, we just we had talked about already the idea that coming off that Brewer series at home, losing those three straight games, looking pathetic in doing so, after such a glorious win in the first game of that series, that you just needed this team to bounce back, especially in the middle of a long stretch of games without a break. It just felt like things could spiral a little bit if they weren't able to get back on the right page of this Rocky series, and that's why I wanted them to take two or three. And they take all three. The bigger part of it is I just mentioned that they're in the midst of, they have played now 10 straight days of baseball, and they still have seven more, and they are seven tough games as they have to go to Chicago and play a awesome Cubs team, one of the best teams in the National League. They have four in Chicago before going to Milwaukee. We all know how good that Milwaukee team is. So going to Milwaukee, look, we struggled like we did with them here. And to see them in Milwaukee, certainly not something I'm genuinely excited about at the moment. But um, look, I think that was why this series was so important for this Phillies team. They, they had to come away from the series, winning the series. And to sweep all three really does make a big difference. It really makes up for those three losses to the Brewers and, and handling business before going back out on the road. As they will go for four, uh, for seven games in Chicago and then Milwaukee, they have an off day and then back home against St. Louis. And then they got to go west. They play the Dodgers and the Padres, both obviously the Dodgers, the best team in the National League right now. And the Padres have been a solid baseball team. They've played well, and we're heading into their their territory, the West Coast, a tough West Coast trip. It's a tough schedule. And then after that, the Phillies get back at it with uh, the Reds and then 26 straight games against NL East opponents. So it's going to get real in a hurry, and it's pretty exciting. So far, we talked a lot about this 17-game stretch against a bunch of contenders and what it would show us about this team. So far, doing okay. Really big sweep against the Rockies. You felt bad after the Brewers series, but... Uh, it'll be really big series heading into Chicago here. As we'll, we'll dive into that. There's a, a lot of interesting stuff there as well. As um, Again, look, this Phillies team is is getting it done. They're 26-19. They're in first place. Um, and hopefully this series can propel them into a bit of a run. We haven't seen this team go on a big winning streak yet. Go on winning 5, 6, 7, 8, something like that. I mean, the Houston Astros have already had two 10-game winning streaks this season, which is ridiculous. The Astros are a really good team, but... I mean, I see the Phillies going a bit of a run or even an eight of nine type run in and get some separation as, uh, look, they played really good baseball over the weekend, winning three tightly contested games, two one-run wins. Uh, it was a really good weekend. And, and I think if you're taking the biggest takeaways, number one, Bryce Harper looks like he could be back. It looked like he was locked in. He's kind of working his way through the slump. As I've said many times, as many of us expected, we expect Bryce Harper to bounce back and to be Bryce Harper again. And it's going to happen at some point. It looks like we might be hitting that point hitting some monster homers, and then I think just as importantly, Aaron Nola just looked amazing. I mean, that was easily the best Aaron Nola we've seen this year. It's the first time he's looked anything like the guy who we saw last year. So if Nola's back, if we're going to get that version of Nola, things can change in a hurry. This team can really go on some runs. So pretty exciting weekend for this Phillies team. Um, Heading out to a, a tough week of baseball, which we'll dive into. Plus, some news is yesterday, Scott Kingery in the lineup playing center field. Kingery brought back up. Awesome to see Kingery return, but interesting who was sent down and what it means. We'll talk about that coming up next as well as looking at the standings and looking ahead to the week of baseball to come all that and more. 
on Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies Today, James Seltzer coming up. In a few minutes, we'll look at the standings and then look ahead to the week that will be as the Phillies get back at it tonight in Chicago against the Cubs. Jake Arrieta against you, Darvish. The battle of that free agent pitcher class is Darvish was signed and Arietta was let go. The Phillies, the recipient of Arietta, so that should be a fun one. I'm sure Arietta is going to want to bring it in his old stomping grounds. We'll see how that goes. Um, we'll go. We'll dive into that in just a minute. First and foremost, though, I mentioned it before the break. Scott Kingery finally back up. It was awesome to see Kingery in the lineup yesterday in center field as they were working Kingery a lot at third base and center field in the minors, which makes a lot of sense. Get him some games to spell Herrera in center, and Franco has been struggling comparatively. Um, to Cesar has been great, so you figure more opportunities at third, but. Nice to see Kingery back in the lineup. Uh, didn't have a, a huge day, but one for three, scored a run, had a walk. You know, a nice enough day for Kingery. Hopefully uh, it doesn't take him too long to get back to where he was before. But interesting in that the person that was sent down when Kingery was brought up was Nick Williams. And I'm, I think a lot of people surprised by that as Williams, for you know, most of us believe that the number one pinch hitter on this team, the number one bat off the bench, has gotten some starts. Now, to be fair, he's been horrendous. Nick Williams has played really bad this season. Batting average in the mid ones has just not been very good for this team. And I think the bigger reason why they did it, and I think it's the reason a lot of people have talked about, is that uh, Sean Rodriguez and Phil Gosselin are out of options. Uh, you know, those would be the guys you would think they would send down. Uh, but they're out of options. So you can send Nick Williams down. You can send him to AAA, get him the chance to have every day at bats, get a chance to, you know. Look, I often think for younger guys, if they're going to sit on the bench, it's probably better for their development to be down in AAA getting every day at bats. It might be better for the team to have them available off the bench, which is ultimately what we fans care about the most. But I do think that, um, I think it's interesting. And I think, look, do I think the fact that Nick Williams has been vocally complaining and talking about wanting to get traded and all that stuff, do I think that helped his case to stay up in the majors? I don't. I don't think it did. I don't think it. I think I definitely don't think it hurt their decision. I think there, you know, there are a number of factors in it. And I do think that the number one reason is that they like Sean Rodriguez. They like Phil Gosselin. Both those guys can play a bunch of different positions for them. You know how much they love versatility, and they could lose those guys if they try to send them down to the minors, there's a solid chance that another team is going to try and pick up one of those guys and they don't want to lose him. And they don't lose Nick Williams if they send him down. I think it's as simple as that. Do I think Nick is going to take it well? No. I would bet that he doesn't. He doesn't seem to have been taking playing on the bench that well. So why would he take a demotion to the minors well? So it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that. But I think ultimately, probably the right decision for the team. Williams has not been hitting at all. Granted, you don't have a lefty bat that you like off the bench. That's an issue for sure. And I do think that that's something they could look to add. Remember, of course, adding Justin Boer last year, someone like that, that type of name. Uh, Boer out of a job right now, got dropped by the Angels. Um, But uh, someone like that, maybe a better version of that. But um, regardless, I think it it is interesting right now. They sent Williams down. I think it says a lot about... um, I think it just says a lot about the fact they want to win games and they don't want to lose someone in Rodriguez or Goslin who they think could help them do that right now or down the road. And I think they think that... You know, Williams having options left makes him the man to do it. I, again, I, I, I'm guessing he's not going to respond well to it, but that's on him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Either way, nice to have Scotty the K back. All right, looking at the National League standings, your Philadelphia Phillies at 27-19, and 19, a 587 winning percentage. In first in the National League, they're now two and a half up on the Braves as the Braves lose to the Brewers yesterday. The New York Mets now six and a half games back of the Phillies. As I mentioned before, the Mets... 
actually got swept by the Miami Marlins, the Marlins who came into the weekend with 10 wins. Yes, 10 wins. Now have 13 as they swept the New York Mets. They were 13 and 31. They have a 295 winning percentage. By far the worst in all of baseball. And they got they uh, they swept the Mets. Pretty amazing. As the Nationals seven and a half back in 1926. It's amazing they're only a game back of the Mets that bad they played. It shows how bad the Mets have been as well. So the Phillies looking good right now. The Phillies and the Braves, the only two teams anywhere near a plus run differential in the National League East as well. The Phillies at plus 30, the Braves at plus 6. After that, it's minus 23 for the Mets, minus 29 for the Nats, and an astounding minus 89 for the Marlins, easily the worst in baseball there as well, uh, other than the Orioles, who are also at a minus 95. So they are not a, uh, a very good baseball team as well. But uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that the Phillies, they're in a nice spot right now. The Phillies have done a nice job of, of uh, creating a little separation from some of the other teams in the division. We all expected it to be a four-team race, but... Right now, it's a two-team race, and I'm not saying the Nats or the Mets can't turn things around and get back in it, but right now, the Braves are clearly the Phillies' competition, and uh, it's interesting. Right back to last season, huh? Uh, You look around the rest of the National League, the Phillies actually have the third-best record in the National League, now ahead of the uh, the Brewers. How about that? The Brewers a 571 winning percentage, the Phillies at 587. The team they're heading to face, though, the team with the second-best record in the National League, the Chicago Cubs at 26-17, a 605 winning percentage. As mentioned before, the Dodgers at 31 and 17, a 646 winning percentage, the best team in the National League. The Diamondbacks, four games over 500. The Padres, as we mentioned, we're going to see them soon at 23 and 23, so hovering around 500. The uh, the Cardinals, three and a half back in their division, they're two over 500. We'll see them again soon. And the uh, the Reds coming to town in a couple weeks as well. They are plus 24 in the run differential, yet they are five games under 500. They would have the second best run differential in the National League East, so. Not going great for the Reds. They are not winning the games they expect to win. Uh, but regardless, interesting uh, to see where everyone's stacking up right now. In the American League, the Yankees have uh, finally overtaken first place. A half game up on the Rays. Unbelievable what they keep doing with guys you've never heard of playing with all the injuries. But they keep winning games. Uh, Red Sox back in it. They're only four and a half back. The Minnesota Twins. How about this? The best record in all of baseball. The Minnesota Twins are 30 and 15. Who saw that coming? And then the Astros at 31 and 16 right there. A half game worse record-wise than the uh, Twins. Actually, would be tied, just a slightly worse winning percentage. They'd be tied if they were in the same division. Um, but a slightly worse winning percentage as the uh, Twins have a game in the loss column. Uh, they're in a game in the win column uh, down on the Astros as the Astros out in front in the uh, West. All right, time to look ahead. As it is, as mentioned, a big week of Phillies baseball. We have one more week of seven straight games after last week, seven straight days of baseball. And it is a tough week. Probably their toughest straight, just pure week of baseball all season long as they have to go face, as mentioned, the best, second best team in the National League against the Cubs, sitting at 26 and 17. Arietta versus you, Darvish, tonight. Darvish coming off an 11 strikeout outing pitch really well. No walks either, which is rare for that guy. Um, Zach Eflin goes back at it against Jose Quintana, the lefty, to, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, 8.05 start tonight, only a 7 o'clock start tomorrow night, which is nice. Then another 8.05 on Wednesday, Cole Irvin versus Cole Hamels. Get out of here! How about that? The two Coles in the history of the Philadelphia Phillies, the two left-handed Cole pitchers, the only Coles we ever had, they're going to be squaring off against each other. That'll be a fun one. Then a 2.20 day game on Thursday, Aaron Noll against John Lester. That's a fun one as well. And then, as I mentioned, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Brewers Heading to Milwaukee, Eikhoff against Julius Chassin, Arietta against Chase Anderson, and then Zach Eflin against Brandon Woodruff. If those matchups hold up, it's a big week. It's a big week. This Cubs team is really good. 
Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant is murdering baseballs. He hit a three-homer game the other day where he homered in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. You don't see that very often. This Cubs team is legit, and uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Phils, but it is a, a, a measuring stick week here for the Phillies. We talked about that a lot. They've done a nice job in some of these measuring stick series, but this is a big one, a big week, four against Chicago, three against the Brewers. Hopefully the Phillies are up to the task. Either way, we'll be here to talk about all of it. We will break down tonight's game tomorrow and, of course, look ahead to the rest so we can continue to break down the games as they happen. As hopefully the Phillies can go to the Midwest and come back with some positive momentum after the three-game sweep of the Rockies. So until then, we will be back to talk about it tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.